I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kinda Cute, and if you are new here, welcome. I'm your host, Bailey Evan, and on Kinda Cute, we discuss articles from The Cut and my general pop culture musings. Not gonna lie, guys, I was worried that wasn't gonna slip off the tongue quite as easily as it usually does since I took a two-week hiatus, which I apologize for, but I think that's gonna lend a little bit of content for me to talk about. So as I said on my last podcast, I was leading into the weekend where I was throwing my party. It was love potion themed. And fittingly that week, The Cut came out with an article about how the worst text that you can get before a party is, can you get ice? And I would just like to go on the record saying I would never do that to any of you. I would never send you a text asking for ice. And if you come to one of my parties, there will be ice aplenty. In fact, at my party, I also had dry ice. Any type of ice you want. I had um, light up ice cubes that aren't actually cold, but they light up and they look super cool. I think the party went pretty well um, until I was like giving a toast, which I didn't even really want to do. Somehow was told that I needed to give a toast. And, you know, I was, I was feeling it as like, I, I feel very like in the moment and like, I want to do this. Well, I, I was outside and I stood on a plastic chair and honestly, it was kind of cinematic because as I was like, let's get effed up, like at the end of my like kind of sappy toast, which this day, I don't really remember what I said. Uh, I fell through the plastic chair straight up, like fell through it bruised like at the time really wasn't in pain I think I was drunk enough to not notice it I had a little cut on the back of my ankle I couldn't even feel but the next day I woke up with a freaking xenon nebula on my leg it went from the kneecap up to the upper thigh it was about four inches wide two feet long just kidding my legs aren't that long but like it was the whole length of my upper thigh um and then later on in the night When I was done, pretty much, I was literally just having like a little nightcap with my sister uh, where we were just grabbing a beer, just the two of us. And as I was walking, I dropped my phone, shattered it to the point where it wasn't just a broken screen. It was a straight up broken phone that I then could not use for the next five days until I got a new one. And I have to say the 11 Pro, not that great. Really not that impressed with the picture quality. But maybe I'm just doing something wrong. Like I fully acknowledge that it could be user error. So then the weekend after that, I went to one of my dear friend's weddings. I'm so happy for Anna and Eric. Congratulations, guys. And then I was traveling for work. And then the next weekend, I was... Kenzie, what was I doing the next weekend? Oh, I was in New York. Oh my gosh, guys, that brings us to last weekend. I went to New York for my sister's 21st birthday, which I think I told you guys about in the last podcast. And I have to shout out my sister, Mackenzie, who it wasn't her birthday, but she was along with us. And she got a customized champion sweatshirt, which I shout out to champion. Like if you want to get something customized, it's fun to go there and you just like pick whatever thing you want and they will embroider it. You can put fun patches on it. And I didn't think it was that overpriced. And I know a lot of times they do free uh, customization on Saturdays. So check that out if you're in New York. And I'm sorry, ahead of time, this is going to be a very New York-themed podcast. I mean, it already is because we're discussing the cut, which, you know, obviously New York mag. But more than usual, we're, we're dabbling in the New York this week. So anyways, back to Champion. My sister got a sweatshirt. It's a beautiful lavender pinkish color. It's technically orchid. It's, it's orchid, she says. That's what they have on the, it has on the link. 
Kenzie likes to, I, I like to act like Kenzie's my producer, but really she just talks far off microphone so that I then have to uh, reiterate what she's saying. So she's advised me it's orchid with a turqu- turquoise yeah. uh, embroidery that says, if you haven't guessed yet, kind of cute. And I, I think that cements her as my loyalist fan. And I'm just going to throw this out there right now. I just thought of this. I am going to say right now, my first run of merch, I think I would like it to be something small like stickers. I'm thinking stickers. So I want to make a kind of cute sticker. And for the first 50, that is right, five zero people that leave a review, it has to be five stars because I'm a con artist like that, on Apple Podcasts. If you're not familiar how to do that, just go on Apple Podcasts, find kind of cute, leave a five-star review, and then leave a written review. I will send you my stickers in my first run. Uh, just DM me your address. I promise I won't stalk you. You can find me at Bailey Evan or Kind of Cute Podcast or even at my dogs at Gurgi Palm. And we had the best time. We did so much. Every time I go to New York, it really is just like a smorgasbord. I almost said smorgasburg, like, <laughs> but I'm ch- But uh, I literally eat everything. I drink everything. I come back feeling like a disgusting human being, but invigorated. And I'm sorry to interrupt again, but I'm, I'm currently babysitting Kristen's I'm sorry puppy sitting Kristen's new puppy he's adorable his name is Rooney he is much better behaved than my dog my dog's being a little diva man and it's Kristen's birthday tomorrow so shout out to her happy birthday Kristen we love Rooney maybe we should trade dogs uh back to New York we like I said we just did so much we went to the Whitney which was like maybe the first cultural thing I've done in New York in a very long time I went to the Met like years ago and since then I basically just drink too much and um, eat too much. But they have the best food so it's like you kind of have to do that when you're there. And on the last day though, my sisters were flying home on Sunday and I was flying home Monday morning because I had tickets to go with Elena. Of course, you guys know Elena. I mention her every podcast. I'm sorry girl, you are literally the the beacon of kind of cute. We had tickets to go to the Bon Appetit event that I talked to you guys about in the last podcast and it was hosted by Alex Delaney and Rick Martinez and Rick was making tacos and Alex Delaney had brewed a beer with Threes Brewing which is a brewery in Gowanus, Brooklyn. We got there and I think really our first mistake was right beforehand we had what was maybe the strongest margarita I had. It was delicious. I loved the bartender there. It was at some place called Douglas, the Douglas. It was right next to Threes Brewing. She was so fun, so cool. Dosed us with these margaritas, though. Like, she, like, I thought she was pouring a tequila shot on top. No, there was already, like, a significant amount of tequila in the drink. And then she poured in, like, multiple knuckles worth of brandy on top. You know, I was already feeling kind of good. And I get to this Bon Appetit event, and I decide I'm in full journalistic mode I am like I am here for the kind of cute listeners I'm going to give them what they want I'm going to give them what they came for I'm going to ask the questions no one else is willing to ask um instead I think I just asked incredibly invasive questions as I was drunk off my ass so I came right out the bat to Alex Delaney he's the drinks editor at Bon Appetit he's kind of like a male model at this point uh he just posted these pics of him that were like very model-esque and multiples and I don't I'm sorry I forget who did it and who did the photo shoot but I was like okay we met a male model last night apparently he is very tall and so the first question right off the bat was 
if he got a lot of dick and boob pics into the DMs. Because I'm always fascinated about this with celebs because I feel like so often people will acknowledge that they encountered someone and it's not usually like A-listers, but sometimes it is. Like, I don't know if I mentioned the whole story about Hunter McGrady and how she met her husband through Snapchat. So I'm kind of like, I guess the better question would have been, do people like flirt with you in the DMs? Because obviously that goes down. Like if you get a random dick pic or boob pic from someone, are you really going to engage with that? I would like to think no. So I asked him that. I also, he technically said it was off the record. So to protect his privacy, um, I will say that he, on the record, he told me that he did not get to meet Kiki the night before when she attended the Bon Appetit Hot 10 event. In fact, no one I talked to got to meet Kiki, which actually made me feel a little better that I hadn't gone the night before because if I thought there was a chance of me meeting Kiki and I hadn't been there, I mean, holy shit, I would have flipped my lid because I fucking love Kiki. Get on the Kiki Palmer train if you are not already on it. Chew, chew. So I asked him about that, and then he informed me that he actually has a friend who does press for, uh, or did press for The Hustler, Hustlers, the movie, which I felt was very fitting for this podcast. Again, it was based on the cut article, The Hustlers at Scores, and he, that whoever that friend was got to hang out with J-Lo and the whole shebang. Lily Reinhardt, Constance Wu, I'm sure Kiki. But yeah, so as the night went on, my questions became more and more evasive. Uh, for example, I asked him if he did in fact date Susan Alexandra. And Susan Alexandra makes those adorable little bead bags that you've probably seen among those hip girls. She's been featured in Vogue. She had her own show at New York Fashion Week. I asked why they broke up because I'm a monster. Like, baby Jesus, why did I ask that? And the list goes on. I also got to the point where I was encouraging everyone around me to get on my crazy train, like the little rat king I am. You know how the rat kings are those bundles of rats that get tied together at their tails and they just become this disgusting blob? I brought everyone down to the sewer with me. I was like, be insane, ask a question, get a picture, do a photo shoot. I lost my damn mind. Uh, I also met Rick Owens and Christina Che, and they are actually on the Thanksgiving um, edition of Bon Appetit. They're on the cover. They each have their own cover. These poor people. Elena, at least Elena joined in, and she asked uh, sweet Christina if she secretly hated any of her co-workers, to which she responded she didn't, so we didn't get the juice there. But um, we did, again, get in a disastrous photo shoot. All these like bizarre selfies. I might put them on the Kind of Cute podcast Instagram page, but I'm not sure if the shame will allow me to. They are that bad. But again, we were asking what people wanted to know. I was taking full-on photo shoots of strangers. I encouraged this adorable girl who's wearing um, a Bon Appetit shirt. I could tell just from the color. That's how much of a fangirl am I, guys. I saw the little tie-dye, and I knew it was a Bon Appetit shirt. I encouraged her to take off her little sweater and have that Bon Appetit shirt in all of its glory. And girls, if you're listening and I did not airdrop all of the photos I took of you, please DM me and I will send all of them to you. I've been like stalking the tra- uh, tags trying to find you guys because I have like so many adorable pictures. Well, I mean, you guys look adorable. My picture taking skills at that point of the night were awful. And unfortunately, I had turned off the live function. So there's not much like saving of them that can be done. But you know what? The thought was there. <clears throat> And I think that is all my updates. I just came back a wrecked human being on Monday. I almost vomited 
in my airplane, which was a first for me. Elena and I woke up at 3.30 a.m. just like hysterically laughing over how we got so drunk from 3 to 6 p.m. on a Sunday. And mind you, the rest of the weekend, I have been totally responsible. Friday night in New York, Saturday night in New York. Oh, this girl like was had it together. Sunday afternoon, I lose my shit. We, I'm trying to think. Oh, we actually, this really goes to show how embarrassing it was. This event ended at 6. We were there till 7.30. This is when these awful photo shoots took place. Not the ones with the cute, sweet girls in the Boda Petite shirt, but like just me taking weird selfies and making Rick Martinez like pose with his manicure. I mean, just awful on my part. Again, I apologize to everyone who had to witness that. Yeah, I said in my Instagram, sorry, I'm sorry to this man. Shout out Kiki. Moving on to our first cut article of the day. I really wanted to talk about this because I wanted to see if any of you guys have been watching Modern Love. It's on Amazon Prime and I have watched I think six episodes at this point and I have to say like I'm not that into it and maybe this goes back to me being like a huge anti this is us fan like I'm not a fan. I think if I was asked like what is one thing that you hate that everyone else loves immediately off the bat my answer would be this is us I don't see the appeal I truly think it's awful and modern love I like better than that it's not quite as cheesy but I still have my issues with it and I do love the mark it's it's based on the modern love um column that's reoccurring in the New York Times and I do like reading those I haven't read them in a few years but I remember back in the day I was obsessed loved them each episode is roughly based on one of those articles with, you know, some leeway taken, some fictionalization done. And I do think my favorite episode so far is the one with Dev Patel, but even that one was like kind of too heart-wrenchingly sad for me. Again, I'm an Enneagram 7. I don't deal well with negative emotions. I like to just not confront that. And any show that makes me confront it, not my not my boo thing. So this article is called, I too would leave my fiance for Dev Patel by Sanjita Singh Kurtz. Who else? She writes, while the plot is corny and superficial, it also confronts real questions about pain and love. Oh, puppy palace popping off. It confronts real questions about pain and love and infidelity in a way that's still sort of relatable. But, But that's for another time. One thing I'm absolutely sure of, I too would have left my fiance for Tev Patel and his glossy locks. I'm sorry, spoiler alert. That was a major spoiler alert. I'm sorry, I fucked up. But I just had to agree because Dev looks perfection in it. I've been a fan of Dev Patel since Slumdog Millionaire, a just a gorgeous film. So I love him and I just agree with Sanjita on this as usual. But I, I like again, I just really wanted to bring this up because I would love y'all's thoughts on Modern Love. I thought the Anne Hathaway episode was a dumpster fire. Again, you guys know I love representation. I love talking about mental health. I love mental health being included in mainstream media stuff. But it just felt like a really weird portrayal of bipolar disorder to me. And correct me if I'm wrong, like I just thought it didn't do a great job of dealing with that subject matter but obviously whoever wrote the article that was must have been her experience and I respect that but Anne Hathaway let's just get to it Anne Hathaway is just fucking annoying in it like if we're being real it it really has less to do with the portrayal of bipolar disorder and more to do with Anne Hathaway's awful wig and general demeanor and I don't mean to segue into another hair hair article 
but it's happening. And this one is No One Can Resist Beautiful Timothy Chalamet's Beautiful Hair by Erica Smith. And now I also don't intend to be having uh, two weeks in a row talking about Timmy Chalamet, but he is the man of the moment. And I think he's going to be the man of the moment for at least a year or two to come. Again, not trying to make this a Timmy Chalamet fan podcast, but that would that really be the worst thing if that's what it became? And uh, when I was in New York, I mentioned that I could see Timmy taking the path of Elijah Wood. And uh, Elena was horrified. But does anyone else see it? I mean, the curly hair, the startlingly, startlingly, how do you say that? Startlingly blue green eyes, the angular jaw, the child startup. Even though I know Timmy was like a little bit older when he really got fame. But North, that childhood movie was my jam. And that's where Elijah I think got his start or almost got his start. In the article, Erica Smith says the following regarding Timmy's curls. Those curls are getting their eight hours of sleep, meditating, drastically cutting down on daily screen time, and drinking a liter of room temperature water out of a photogenic glass vessel every single morning. And with that, I agree. But to get to the main point of this article, it's talking about how Laura Dern, uh, Big Little Lies biggest star, and how she gently tousled, tousled? Chalamet's hair. So it says, following a genteel shoulder touch, she reached her right hand just a smidge higher and nestled it into Timothée's curls, the intended destination all along. Whoa, guys, I just realized, you know, I always call him Timothée, but I thought I was just being like super obnoxious. But she in this article spells it out T-I-M-O-T-A-Y, Timothée. Uh, anyways, <laughs> she, um, she encourages us, Erica Smith encourages us to set this as our background, glue it to our vision board. And I just want to say thank you, Erica. This is exactly the mantra I need in my life. Boom. Moving on. We tried Rihanna's secret perfume by Kathleen Howell. Guys, this shit has come full circle. Remember when we talked about Rihanna's smell back in an early episode? Well, now the cut has officially done an investigation the one I was unable to do, although I definitely did smell another Killian scent that smelled like marshmallows, so I thought I was smelling the one she used, but I might have been wrong because in this article, they say it has like an insane wait list and it's sold out everywhere, so I don't know, unless that random Miami Sephora just did happen to have it in stock because I swear the Killian one I smelled smelled like melted yummy marshmallows, a little s'moresy delight. So the cut got a few samples and had five people try it out, including two of my favorite ladies of this art of this podcast, Erica Smith and Sanjita Singh Kurtz. Um, but first up, we have Carenza Cadenza. Carenza Cadenza. I wish that's what it says. I think it's more like Carenza Cadenas, uh, a senior editor. And she talks about how every time she walks down St. Mark's Place, she's uh is outside of the Squish Marshmallows, which is a boutique marshmallow shop, and she smells it, and it looks so delicious, but she doesn't trust herself to go in there alone among the the marshmallows, and because that would make her feel vulnerable about what she would do alone. And this is a feeling I often experience when I get into a place where I really want to buy a lot of shit. It's like, I really don't trust myself, because I start thinking everything is the most kawaii thing I've ever seen in my life, and I become feral. So I understand, I, I relate to Miss Cadenas in this. Uh, so she says she jumped at the opportunity to smell this, but 
she says it turns out that rihanna must smell like what i imagine the marshmallow boutique to smell like sticky and a bit too sweet yikes kathleen the beauty director says she smells like a celebrity's postmates order placed after getting the munchies (laughs) well sign me the hell up uh charlotte cowles consulting editor says that she couldn't get the scent off of her once she smelled it on so it has really great staying power guys I would like to know about its sillage. That's a that's a perfume term I've learned. <laughs> that's like how far away from your body the smell projects. Um, <laughs> she says she goes into the bathroom for a full inner arm scrub down twice, and she's still a walking Nilla wafer. Now, y'all, do you know how much I fucks with a Nilla wafer? I make a pretty mean knockoff of Magnolia's banana pudding, and I will gladly make some if you're ever at my house. And I can almost guarantee you your life will be changed. It is so delicious. If you like bananas, I mean, I guess if you hate bananas, then, well, who the fuck are you? But also you might hate it. Uh, but it's so fluffy. Vanilla wafers are my favorite thing of like crunchy gone soft. That delightful texture you get of like an Oreo in ice cream when it goes soft. That's what you're getting. So Again, I've said before, sign me up to smell like a delightful little angel food cake wafting through the world, and I'm happy. So if I can smell like a Nilla wafer, I would almost pay $300 for that. Erica Smith, the beauty writer, says uh, she she got a little hint of anise, 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 in, this, um, in the perfume. And she says if she picks up even a little bit of that, it makes her gag. And for that reason, she's out. So this comment made me rethink my need for it because I'm, I'm also not a huge fan of licorice. Uh, but then Sanjita Singh Kurtz said the following. Rihanna's perfume, unfortunately, was not good. To friends and colleagues, I described it as cotton candy scented, a bit like overripe fruit or warm Laffy Taffies. And I just have to say that oddly, this doesn't really turn me off from it. <laughs> So again, Killian, if you're listening, um, I will take a free $300 bottle of your perfume. I've hyped it up quite often on this podcast already. All right. I think our last article for today is, well, okay. It's our last official article and then I have a few wrap-up comments. So this says Instagram is banning plastic surgery effect filters by Amanda Arnold. So at first I freaked out a little bit because I thought this meant they were getting rid of all smoothing filters. And mind you, I don't think I have ever actually posted anything on Insta using a smoothing filter unless I first did it in Snapchat and then happened to use it in Instagram. But that's not a regular practice I I use. I just like a little visco filter and that's kind of good for me. I mean, trust me, I I can use the filter. I need the filter. But I just, I know it's kind of obvious, so I usually tend to avoid it. Uh, But fear not, because Instagram's not getting rid of smoothing filters. According to the Cut article, they're getting rid of the following. This policy change will likely target user-created face filters, such as the popular Plastica filter, which gives you an instant brow lift and augmented lips, or Fix Me, the already deleted filter that decorated your face with pre-surgery pin markings that read Lift and Fix Me. So I think we're okay getting rid of those. I mean, I feel neither here nor there about it. I'm a proponent of plastic surgery if that's what makes you happy, but do we need 12-year-olds having lift and fix me on their face? Probably not. 
Okay, and this is just an article. I, I don't, I'm not even going to go into what the cut said about it, but I just think it's crazy. And it's, uh, she was assaulted during a massage and the spa blamed her for it by Jessica Testa. And this actually took place at the Tribeca Spa uh, called Airs, which I've actually always like kind of wanted to go to. And basically, it's just as the title sounds, like this lady went in for a massage. She was also a lawyer. Uh, like myself and she like got her vagine rubbed up and you know for my whole life I've always freaked out about getting like male masseuse techs and male gyno doctors which again I'm not I totally acknowledge that there's so many good male gynos and male masseuses out there who would never do something this like this and obviously women are also capable of sexual assault but I just this this is the reason I think there is a legitimate fear here that stuff like this can happen but I thought the craziest part about this was that this dude was an unlicensed masseuse and he had been hired at multiple places without a license so I'm like how did air spa which definitely isn't a cheap spa to go to like how, how did they hire an unlicensed masseuse there should be an easy way to check to make sure that that's not happening and then I actually thought the most interesting part of this article was in the comments where so many people were sharing their disturbing stories and then there was all these really dumb comments from self-proclaimed white males like they labeled themselves as white males about how this should be expected if you get a massage which just caused me to have the biggest eye rolls like back into my head of all time because are you freaking kidding me I mean, what? Like, you should be able to go to a massage and not wor be worried about your labia being filled up, okay? I'm trying to get my, my shoulders rubbed. Anyways, read that article. I always, like, whenever it's something about, like, the Me Too movement, I almost want to just direct you guys to the article and get your own viewpoint of it. But And read the comments, because I'm telling you, this shit's wild. So I wanted to end on a breaking uh, daily news update, which is that Kaya Gerber daughter of Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber was seen leaving Pete Davidson's apartment. And to that, I say, Kaya, please run. Cindy, come get your daughter. They even ate at Sedell's together, and those bagels are delicious but overpriced. Okay, that's all for this week. Bye!